What is up, everyone? My Hello. name is Eli. I'm Nadiel. And this is the Sunday Table Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, this is a really good one. Um, we're doing another teaching episode. Let's go. Uh, and it's a very, very good one. Uh, my friend Eli is going to be teaching on something that is very, very interesting. Also, I wanted to preface something. Eli has made this episode or script a long, long time ago, but he didn't deliver it um, that, you know, whenever we started the podcast, he was busy with a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, we just had to time manage everything correctly. So mm-hmm. he's finally getting the chance to to deliver it. And I'm really, really excited to hear it. This is all news to me, <clears throat> everything that we're about to look at. So we're just going to break it down. This is, talk about it this is fresh content for fresh ears. Yeah. Um, I haven't taught this. Um, just kind of studied it abroad. And I'm going to share with you guys a few of the things that I uh, took away from my study time. So... As you guys know, in this podcast, we go through a couple of theological topics we like to talk about, but I wanted to bring something a bit more interesting, something that's maybe talked about a bit more than some other subjects, and um, something that would be entertaining for you guys to listen to, mm-hmm. and something that I had fun studying that I wanted to know personally for myself. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty lofty topic in mm-hmm. the world. You know, it is. broad. It's everywhere, this topic. So... Today's topic or unit of study, it's my professional study, is the topic of heaven. The yeah. topic of heaven. Heaven. And um, basically, the, object, the objective here is to demystify any questions and concerns that the listeners or that Nadiel or anybody in the studio might have about heaven. Now, I don't claim to know everything about heaven. I don't. I, I mean, why are you even sharing that? I'm just, I'm just letting you know. Why do you know everything. I, I don't, I don't know everything about heaven. Um, just some of the things that I learned that I wanted to share with you guys. So I just hope that this inspires you all to seek God for yourselves and that you're oh, able to. Dig we into surpassed it. 600 views. No way. Yeah. Well, you didn't. I didn't, didn't know. No, I, oh, we were like we 580 su- last time I checked. Yeah, we surpassed 600 views. I was checking yesterday, and we were like 605. Dude. And that's without posting a video since our last milestone of 500. Man, isn't that crazy? Man, God is good. You guys are awesome, man. Yeah, Thank thanks for tuning in. Thank you for caring, honestly. I remember me and Eli, whenever we first started, we were like, yeah, we're going to do really, really good at first. We're going to get a lot of viewers. And then just like episode six, seven in, we're going to get like five per episode. But that's not the case. That's you not guys the have case. been listening. You're faithful. A lot of you guys have come up to us and like shared with us like, oh, personally, love yeah. this and all this. So thank you guys for that. Um, and continue to, to tell us about it. If you disagree with us, tell us why. Um, if you hate us, tell us why. It's okay. You know, we'll be open to it. I don't think Eli has any haters. I don't know. Maybe man. after this if one. Jesus had haters, man. And maybe he was after perfect. This one. Yeah. Anyways, maybe after this one. So here at the Sunday table, um, you know, we dissect key topics in the Bible and talk about life as a Christian, mm-hmm. specifically as young Christians, because that's who we are. I am 20 and Nariel is 22. 22. Bam. And um, just to preface this uh, teaching episode, I want to make it clear that this isn't a preaching. Um, I'm not here to, you know, just give my opinions and yeah, whatnot. We're not, we're not, this isn't a sermon. I'm just going to teach it as I have it, and uh, hopefully it ministers to you guys in one way or another. Mm-hmm. And this is a podcast for those who are experts in the scriptures. We want to let you know if you're an expert in the scripture, maybe you can use this to glean from. But it's also, um, I want this episode to be clear and accessible enough for those who've never even opened the Bible. If you've yeah. never read or studied anything about heaven or anything about anything we talk about, that you would um, 
gain a little glimpse into what the Bible is and uh, what it can mean for you personally speaking. So mm -hmm. here at the Sunday Table, we are trying our best to shape culture one talk at a time. Right? Yeah, baby. Boom. Okay. We, ha so, we have this mixer that's really, really nice. It's actually really nice. And we're trying to take advantage of everything. I love it. Yeah. Check out this sound effect. All right, go ahead. That's whenever I do a, a, a bum joke. Like, it's a yeah. dumb joke. You just, yeah, what nice. a bummer. Okay. You need the one that's like, whap, 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 whap. <laughs> we can add it. Anyways, so I think before we can get into an episode to talk about heaven, we have to first distinguish whether or not there is a heaven. And so question number one is that. Is, is there a heaven? And so I'm going to get right into what this is. The immediate answer for me is yes. And for me. I agree, I agree there is a and heaven. And for most Christians, yeah. we would all, if you believe in the Bible, <laughs> you believe that there's a heaven. A lot of religions actually um, have a heaven. But specifically speaking, I have some scriptures that let us know this. In John chapter 14, Jesus is speaking and he says, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. He's speaking to the crook mm -hmm. on the cross. Not only that, in Mark chapter 12, verse 25, Jesus says, For when the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. In this respect, they will be like the angels in heaven, meaning we're going to have... Yeah. Oh, that's more eschatological Share study, it, but right. it ahead. would be a glorified body yeah. where our spirit would be revived, much like Jesus' spirit was revived, and we would then later on attain a physical glorified body. Mm -hmm. The next question I think that follows up is, if there is a heaven, where is it exactly? Luke chapter 23 says, this is Jesus speaking once again. Today, most of the scripture, I'm just to let you know, most of the scripture I have and that I'm going to share with you guys is Jesus speaking. Um, yeah, he has the most accurate information on what heaven is. Mm -hmm. So he says, today you will be with me in what? Paradise. Paradise. Yeah. First Peter chapter 2 verse 11 describes us as temporary residents and foreigners. As believers, we are temporary residents and foreigners in this world because our real home is with God. Heaven is where God lives. Mm -hmm. Life in heaven operates according to God's eternal and unshakable principles and values. In the Old Testament, heaven, heaven, heaven came to earth in the symbolism of the Jewish sanctuary, which is the tabernacle and the temple. That's where God's presence resided. Yeah. It came in a fuller manner in the person of Jesus Christ, God with us, Emmanuel. It spread through the entire world as the Holy Spirit came to live in every single believer. I did want to like just yeah. interject because I, as as you were saying that, I I thought about something. Obviously, I don't know if this is true, but there are some people who are Bible believing people who believe that before we were ever in this earth. You know the movie Soul, Pixar. Yeah. They believe that in Jewish in Jewish teaching, they believe that before we were ever in this earth, we before that resided with God in heaven. Is that true? I don't think so. But they literally believe that, like like the movie Soul, mm -hmm. we resided in with God in heaven or just with God, and then He sent us out into earth, and then we live our life on earth, and then whatever happens afterwards, come right back. Well, either you come right back or you don't. <laughs> you never know. But like, it, it, that's it's it's interesting. I also love how, you know, Peter calls us that. Like, th like this isn't our home, right? You know, and that's just poof, like blows your mind. But I think it also puts into perspective how we ought to live because yeah. if we're not, if we are temporary foreigners, then we should be mindful of 
how we operate yeah. that, that our calling or our standard is actually a bit higher because we're kingdom people yeah and we're citizens citizens of the kingdom of heaven yeah so um god with us emmanuel it spread through the entire world as the holy spirit came to live in every believer someday after god judges and destroys all sin the kingdom of heaven will rule every corner of this earth john saw this day in a vision and he cried out look god's home is now among his people he will live with them and they will be his people god himself would will be with them that's crazy it's like the the beginning yeah. it's like for it's me literally starting over for me i think of the garden where like it's god would walk around establishing it i what's interesting is i was talking to to you know i've been having a conversation with a muslim friend of mine yes well now we're friends we first didn't like each other but now we're homies cuz he came at me and, and, you know, it was like a bit of a debate, but then it started turning into a conversation. Now we're just homies. You know, he's from Australia. Um, but we were talking about heaven because in the Muslim faith, he told me, after I explained what the Christian faith believes about heaven and eternity, he was like, bro, stuff that. He literally said, stuff that the Muslim faith, we, heaven is a lot cooler in our way. And he said that in the Muslim faith, we have volumes upon volumes of what heaven and hell is like. And then I was like, well, one day I want to learn about these volumes and volumes of what all that stuff is like. But I was explaining to him what you just read that, like, you know, he believes that after this earth, that's it. Like, it's just heaven and paradise. That's it. Mm. But he, I'm not saying that every Muslim believes that. But he himself told me mm -hmm. that the, the, the earth is done. We're going to be with him in paradise. But it's so interesting because, like you and I just said, it's a restart. Like, God is literally not even restarting. He's restoring us back mm -hmm. to where we and were. And I get into that a little bit later. Yeah, dude, because because like they they a lot of religions believe that like once we're in it's heaven, it's gonna be done it, away with. Earth is done, but that's not what the Bible teaches. A lot of Christians believe that that mm -hmm. once we're in heaven, that's it. The earth is done, and and that's it. No, that's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that like we were God created earth and it was good. We ruined it. So what is God gonna He's do? He's in the process of redemption. It's redeem redeeming it, restoring right. it, burning it up with fire, mm -hmm. and refining it. You know all that stuff. But it, the whole point of it is so that God can dwell with us here on earth. Mm. So yeah. that's so good. Interesting. Getting back to the point that I mentioned too, like us considering that we're temporary uh, residents here, our true loyalty should be to our citizenship in heaven, not to our citizenship here. Because the earth will be destroyed and then what? Renewed as the new earth. A physical place where Jesus will live with us here. That's crazy. That is. I want to live right next to the, to the throne. Oh, that's like, I want to I wanna have a campsite right next that's to the That's got to be so nice. Our loyalty should be to God's truth. His way of life and his dedicated people. Because we are loyal to God. We will often feel like outsiders in a world hostile to or ignorant of God. But there will come a day when we won't feel that way anymore. The ending, as you've heard it said, is the new beginning. And that's so beautiful because that's the hope we have. Yeah. As Christians, God is not going to reject his work on earth. He is renewing it. And I just want to say this as we continue throughout the episode that you keep this in the back of your mind. Every believer should, should recognize this. We cannot assume anything more about heaven than what Jesus discloses. That's important. That's so important to know. Like we we won't have the like the finite details yeah. of we, we just don't know. So we've gotta just My mom my mom used to teach me before we were Christian, we were Catholic, but we weren't really Catholic. We just claimed it. My mom used to teach me that whenever you die, you sleep in the clouds and that's heaven. You just sleep. <laughs> and I was like, Wow. That's gotta be so comfy, man. You know, and I was I used to always look at the clouds and I'd be like, There are people up there. 
But then what about the days that there are no clouds? <laughs> yeah, everybody in hell? But no, no, my mom was... They all fell. They, yeah, they all fell down. Fell. Everyone's in hell. The, the beds no, no, no. Uh, dissolved. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what to say. But I love what you just said, man. Like, we cannot... What is it? Assume anything more about heaven than what Jesus is. That is so yeah. important. We have to keep that in mind. Literally. So we've gone through, is heaven real? Right? Or is there a heaven? Mm-hmm. Now, I think what many people would like to know is, okay, so... Okay, we've gone past the fact that heaven is real, but now there's some attributes that are tied to heaven. Mm-hmm. And one of those is the fact that death won't exist in heaven. Mm-hmm. And Isaiah tells us this in chapter 25. He says, there, there he will remove the cloud of gloom. He's talking about God. The shadow of death that hangs over the earth. He will swallow up death for what? Forever. Mm-hmm. The sovereign Lord will wipe away all tears. He will remove forever all insults and mockery against his land and people meaning that the earth won't receive judgment anymore Yay. or his people. Yeah, good. Isaiah is giving a marvelous prophecy of all the people of the world, Gentiles and Jews together at God's messianic feast, celebrating the overthrow of evil and the joy of eternity with God. It shows that God has always intended his saving message to go out to the whole world, not just to the Jews. During the feast, God will end death forever that's verse 7 through 8 the people who participate in this great feast will be those who have lived by faith that is why they say this is our god we trusted him and he saved us he's delivered us yeah. from the what is it the cloud of gloom and the shadow of death that hangs over the earth because in heaven there will be no death that's important that's good news for all of us jesus, to know. jesus i don't know if you mentioned it but jesus references that as well where like god is preparing a feast it's it's one it's like it's like a parable. I think it's in like all the gospels. But he's like, God is preparing a feast and invite everybody. Invite the mm. prostitute, invite the homeless, invite everybody. Everybody come in. And then I want everybody to come in, wear the right attire, which I believe is the attire of believing and having faith, being mm-hmm. prepared for the Lord. And if like you don't have the right attire, then you're getting kicked out. And if you don't accept the invite, then you're not coming in. So that's very interesting, man. Now, th- this next point is one that is we were talking about earlier this week, I think it has to do a little bit with the fact that, um, okay, well, we have the faith, right? Mm. We, we claim to be believers of Jesus. He is our Savior. Yeah. But if we don't walk it out... Oh, yeah, we were talking about this. We were talking about this. So I feel like this is going to hit a little bit on that. Yeah. The next question, or not a question, but I think that we should all understand as believers is that only righteous people will enter heaven. Only righteous people will enter heaven. Jesus is speaking. Matthew chapter 5, verse 20, he says, But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. That's important. Oh, I'm, br- I'm breaking it down. That's important. We've got John chapter 5, verse 38 to 39. He says, You do not have his word abiding in you, for you do not believe the one whom he has sent. In other words, me. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't know Jesus. Such a boss. <laughs> the way he says it, though. Like, dude, stop. Yeah. I'm right here. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the one. I do, I do love what he says in Matthew 5, because there is a stereotype against the Pharisees that all of them were evil and bad. Mm. But that's not true. A lot of the Pharisees back then, they were actually righteous, like, God-loving people. But the people that we see in scripture mainly are the ones who 
were, were legalists who, mm. who hated Jesus, mm. who hated everything, and who didn't want anybody to, they wanted to be better than everybody else. Right. And so what he says here to the people, like, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, yeah, I think he's giving them credit. Mm-hmm. It's like, these guys are living righteous lives. Right. You know, you got to be like them, and then you will enter the kingdom of heaven, you know, which is just great. And then you think about it, and it's like, well, how can we reach that righteousness? Mm. And I don't know if you're going to talk about this, but, like, thank God that oh, yeah. he gives us his righteousness. That's good. <laughs> it's beautiful. That's good. The righteousness that he's talking about is to have a right love for God, mm. leading to a right relationship with him and others, producing right actions. See, that's where I think mm. the topic we were talking about kind of comes, comes into play because when you have a right love for God, you have no other option but to walk that out. Yeah. Like, like if I love God, I'm going to do what he commands me to do, and I'm going to love the neighbor, and I'm going to, you know, to think about them before myself. Like, those are things that are a product of the overflow of love yeah. that you have for Jesus. The Pharisees were exacting and scrupulous in their attempts to follow their laws. They thought that what, that, I'm sorry, they thought that was what they needed to do to please God. Mm-hmm. So, that's what he says in John 5. How could Jesus reasonably call us to greater righteousness than theirs? The Pharisees' weakness was that they were content to obey the laws outwardly without allowing God to change their hearts or their attitudes. They looked good and acted piously, but they were far from the kingdom of heaven. God is concerned about our hearts as well as our deeds because our hearts show where our real allegiance lies. Yeah. That's so important for us to understand as Christians. Like, There's a lot of people who can play the part. Mm-hmm. Man, like... <laughs> It's easy to say the right things. Like we always, we've heard that so many times. Like we, we know how to play the part. We know what to say. We know how to smile, how to greet. But I just think, well, not I think. I know God looks at the heart of man, and He knows that that's where our real, yeah, you know, it's the heart posture is. And so Jesus was saying that His listeners needed a different kind of righteousness altogether, out of the love they had for God, Mm. not just a more intense version of the Pharisees' obedience, which was mere what legalism yeah our righteousness must one come from what god does in us not what we can do by ourselves Mm. two be god-centered not self-centered not to see what i can gain three be based on reverence for god not approval from people and lastly has to go beyond keeping the law to living by the principles behind the law Mm. we should be just as concerned about our attitudes that people don't see as about our actions that are seen by all. This reminds me of um, a parable in Luke. It's mm. one of my fa- I think it's like Luke 11. I'm probably wrong. But it's one of my favorite parables of Jesus where he talks about how like two, two people go into the synagogue or the temple. One of them is a Pharisee. The other one is a tax collector. Mm. And the Pharisee is looking at the tax collector. And he's like, God, thank you because I'm not like that sinful man. Oh, snaps. And he's just like, thank you because I have all that. He's like literally just talking about how awesome he is. Like, thank you because I'm this, this, and that. And then... We cut to the tax collector, and the tax collector is just beating his chest, looking down, and he's saying, God, forgive me, Mm. sinner. And then Jesus, the whole point of that is that Jesus says it's the tax collector who left uh, being made righteous before, not the Pharisee. And I think that hits on everything you just said. That's literally what it reminded me of because it's a heart issue. The tax Mm. collector, they were bad people. They were thieves. Mm -hmm. But he left made righteous because he had a right heart. While the Pharisee, who presumed to be looking like God and all that other stuff, he didn't because he was so self-centered, like you said, and you looking know, for the approval of a man, you know, mm-hmm. which is crazy. You know, this next point 
or what I'm going to mention now reminds me of the episode you did with The Wrath of God. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's R.C. Sproul. He mentioned... I feel like some people might not like what you're about what to I'm say. What I'm about here. to say. I don't think so. But nonetheless, I'm going to say it. Whenever God... R.C. Sproul said this. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. For R. sure. If you don't know who he is, he, you know, rest in peace to his soul. I believe he's an eternity. But R.C. Sproul died not too long ago. He is a crazy reformed theologian. Insane. Absolute, absolute brain, that man was. Yeah, he's fire. He said... Whenever God sends people to hell, we will not be sad, obviously, because there's no sadness in heaven. But we will praise God because he is unleashing his justifiable wrath. Which is crazy. Like, think about that. I, I, we're going to be actually which is just thanking God that... I was watching an interview with it, and R.C. Sproul, he was talking about how, like, yeah, whenever, whenever we're, with, we're in eternity with God, and we see him unleash judgment on people... We're not going to be sad that a lot of people go to or are done away with. We're actually going to be happy because God is unleashing his wrath, mm -hmm. which means if God is unleashing his justifiable wrath, which means that it's what people deserve, that means that he's getting glory. Right. Which is just, and so whenever we see God unleashing wrath upon these people, we're going to be kind of like, wow, amen, glory be to God. And that sounds twisted. It mm -hmm. sounds like like with just normal. But I ears. think it only sounds twisted because if you don't understand the basis or the yeah. source of the justified wrath of God, yeah. then you'll think it's exactly hey God. Who, who are like what kind of God exactly. are you? That's why you should go listen to Wrath of God Part One and Part yeah, Two. Yeah, you should, and it's actually the most played episodes we yeah. have on our yeah, podcast. Is. So tune into those. The next point is that few people will enter heaven. Few people. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 to 14 says, You can enter, God, this is Jesus speaking once again, red lettering, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult. And then he says, And only a few ever find it. Jesus calls the gate that leads to the kingdom of heaven narrow. John noted that Jesus explained to his disciples that he is the gate. Jesus is, in other words, the only way to heaven. Jesus did not mean that it is difficult to become a Christian, but that only one gate leads to eternal life with God, and that only a few discover the difficult road that leads to it. Jesus' teaching that he is the only way to God's kingdom goes against our normal sense of fairness. But God created the heavens and the earth, and he owns them. He alone determines the requirements for who can enter into his kingdom. Believing in Jesus is the only way to the kingdom of God. But he alone died for our sins and made us acceptable to God. Living his way may not be aligned with culture or easy, but yeah. ultimately it's true and it's right. Mm. I don't know if you have anything you want to say. I do. I actually, part of me, because everything you said is true, but I'm actually under the impression and under my belief, I believe that while the gate is narrow, I believe that like God intended for it to be like the most accessible way into his kingdom. It's literally by faith. And for everyone. For everyone. Right. So I actually believe it, it's, it's this... It's this doctrine or belief called uh, the I think it's called like full heaven theory, or something like full heaven empty empty hell. I don't know something like that. But I, I'm actually one of those people who believe that while it is only one way, it is most accessible to everyone. Mm -hmm. I actually believe 
and this might go a little bit counter to what you said, I actually believe that heaven will be full of people rather than not too many people, if that makes sense. I, I, I believe that, that, that like God intended for people to be saved for his glory. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to bring in as many people as possible. Um, I but think I you also, should also keep into account the amount of Christians are in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like three billion. Like, but, well, three billion, that's a lot. That's almost half the population. I yeah. think it might be less. Two I think billion. it might be less. But that's few compared to eight yeah. billion. And, and we compare it to all of history's population. It's a lot. But it's yeah, lot. but like, obviously... I don't think this is trying to say that it's like... Like not a lot of people? Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's what it's trying to say. I think I what think it's, it's trying really, to say is it's that... It's just Jesus. Right. And, and it's accessible and, to everyone. But it might... But it's just one. It's a narrow way. gate because it's a hard life. Yeah. It's not easy. It's yeah. not easy to let go of the flesh and to just mm. do away with what the flesh wants. Like, it's not easy. So few people stick to, God, not only do I put my faith in you, but yeah. my faith is going to be an overflow of the gratitude I have for you. Therefore, I'm going to walk out mm-hmm. my faith like what Bible says. You work out your faith. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. I yeah. think that's what it kind of ties into. I don't know. That's my understanding of it. I don't think it's like, oh, there's only going to be... 100,000 people in heaven. No, no I, don't, I, don't I believe so. it's going to be packed. I think it's going to be packed. With people who we never even thought were Christians. Were people who literally just like believed in the Lord. I don't know. Uh, th- this, is, this is a different conversation. But like, I don't know. Deathbed salvations, I believe in. Mm. I don't know. Interesting stuff. Go ahead. Keep going. This Go one, this is, this is my last point, which is, you know, I, don't, I hope you guys are enjoying the episode and these conversations. But this last point is actually really entertaining. And it's kind of up for grabs because this is more... Uh, theory based than any of the other ones we have some content on it but you know nobody knows <laughs> it's the question is what does heaven look like mm. i think that's really interesting a lot of people might be asking themselves that okay well what is heaven gonna look like like is it gonna be like the clouds <laughs> mm-hmm. you know like what i thought right like what i thought and so i would answer by saying that the bible doesn't give us a great deal of information as a basis What we have are images and pictures of heaven in comparisons with life on earth. So here's seven, you know, scriptures that I found and biblical facts about what heaven is. First, it's God's dwelling place. We know that from Psalms chapter 33. That's the main thing. Yeah. You have to know that that's where God is. Yeah, God is there. Because where God's presence is, well, Mm -hmm. heaven is. Number two, that's where Christ is today. (laughs) He's up there. With God. Acts chapter 1. Number 3. That's where Christians go when they die. It's Philippians chapter 1 verse 21 to 23. Number 4. It's the Father's house. You've heard the song. (laughs) Number 5. It's a city designed and built by God. It's Hebrews chapter 11. Mm. It's a better country than what we live in here. As you can tell through everything I've already shared. And number 7. It's paradise. And that comes from the lips of Jesus. Most of us have heard that heaven is a place where the streets are paved with gold, the gates are made of pearl, and the walls made of precious jewels. Those images come from Revelation 21, which offers us the most extended picture of heaven in the entire Bible. If you ask me if I believe those things are literally true, the answer is yes, but also no. Yes, they are literally true, but no, heaven won't be anything like we imagine, because we picture what it'll look like, but I feel like we're so finite. Like we won't yeah. have a full grasp of what it is. And 
God always supersedes our expectations. So I feel like it's going to be much greater yeah. than what we think it is. When John writes about a street paved with gold, and this is kind of like a little ministry moment, which I don't, but it's the truth. I do not doubt what he's saying. He simply reports what he saw in his vision. So it's true because that's what he saw. So he wrote it down. Yeah. They are also meant to tell us that the things we value so highly in this life are as meaningless as pavement in heaven. Mm. Like some people want to treasure up, you know, here on earth. Like, like we, mm-hmm. you know, gold is something sought after. So is diamonds and jewels and all that. But to think that heaven. That's crazy. Has all these things as like the simplest things. Yeah. Like, like the road over there is gold. Just goes to show us like how meaningless those things are here. And yeah. so um, I think John is just giving us uh, like a be aware of what you're expecting because mm-hmm. it might be, yeah, it might do away with That's what you thought it was. Also, the Bible says that uh, there will be no sun in heaven because the glory of God will illuminate everything. Woo! Well, in closing, I just really want to thank them for listening. Um, This is a little longer episode, but it was good. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. It's my first time, so extend some grace. Teaching. Feel free to follow us on our socials at Sunday Table Podcast. Um, If you're listening to this, then you don't have to go to the podcast app because you're already on it. So um, do that. We have a TikTok, and we don't announce it, but we have a TikTok. We're not as active as we'd like to be, but... We're trying our best. We just have so much on our plate. So if this is the first episode you watch, tune into the other ones. And I just pray that this bless you and the other episodes that we've done bless you greatly. Thank you so much for tuning in. Love you guys. Bye, gang. I'll see you. Gang. Bye, guys. I'll see you later. Uh, God bless. Bye.